0: On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about sticking to your word, journaling your thoughts, and the downsides of working from home. Hey, what's going on? Hope you're well. Welcome along to this episode number 22 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. For 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25, I'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year. This is a story of growing a business, of growing as a person, and it's a completely honest view into my life as I take on some fairly unusual things and this episode right here is all about week number 22 in that journey right what's going on i hope you're well we're back here again um i don't know about you but to me it feels like the weeks are flying by at the moment I've been in Corby now for something like seven weeks, which is probably the longest I've spent in the town non-stop. That being not leaving for either a day or a week or a month. Probably the longest I've spent in the town non-stop since I was about 16. Uh, And although my days are remaining as structured as possible, like what we've spoken about before, uh, everything feels like it's kind of blending into one at the moment. Um, but with that said, this has been another good week. Not a particularly eventful one, but uh, there were a couple of interesting thoughts which I had this week, which I think is worth sharing with you. But before we dive into those thoughts, um, what can I tell you about what's what's been going on this week? Um, I think one of the biggest uses of my time this week has been looking into moving home. So as you probably know, I currently live in in corby when i'm not in wales Uh, but as time has gone on over the years we have we as a family have lived here for something like 20 years as time has gone on uh, we have fewer and fewer ties to the town me and ashley are both adults Uh, he lives in Desborough I think he's probably listening to this I'm sure it's Desborough and not Rothwell Uh, I live of course in Wales most of the time Uh, my mum has no real family here in Corby and my dad is very soon set to move into residential care and the particular place that he is moving into though it's only set to be short term before somewhere closer can be found the particular place he's looking to move to is about an hour away from Corby Um, so whilst in theory, they would find somewhere for him closer to Corby post-coronavirus. I'm currently exploring options of us moving closer to him to avoid him having to go for a second move, which I'm sure after already moving into a home at some point in the very near future, to then have to move again, I'm sure would be Uh, uncomfortable disorientating and just not ideal especially if he settles in the first place so i've been looking at us moving closer to him rather than vice versa so could well be moving house Uh, so that's been a big use of my time this week looking through right move listings trying to second guess which listings and properties are actually half decent and which ones are just photographed well and also trying to get hold of literally any estate agent, but it seems like absolutely every estate agent in the entire area has put themselves on furlough, so not had a huge amount of success in that area right now. But nonetheless, I'll let you know how I get on. Um, In the meantime though, what else has happened this week? I've started a uh, couch to 5k thing in my attempt to eventually be able to run 5k and fulfill the 5k challenges which I've been set by a couple of people. I'm going to talk about that more in a minute, actually, so we'll come back onto that. What else? Uh, picked up a new watch today, nothing fancy, it's just a G-Shock, so like a Casio G-Shock, but it is by far the nicest looking G-Shock on the planet. Uh, it's the one with the pet name, the Cassie Oak, because it looks a little bit, I say a little bit very lightly, like the AP Royal Oak, just a bit more plasticky and rugged, but it's nice nonetheless. Uh... I'm excited, you know, when when you like watches, not that I own any incredibly expensive watches, but when you like watches, you tend to be drawn to things like the, the Nautilus and the Royal Oak and certain Rolexes when you're looking on the internet, you're like, these are the watches I one day want. So it's nice that I've been able to get excited about a £99 watch because most £99 watches aren't very exciting. So there we go. That's, that's some good news well. Uh, we've been firming up some areas of dream as a business and getting ourselves ready for both the recession that we're inevitably about to face as a country uh, but just as vitally also for the recovery which will follow and as part of that actually I delivered the first of our marketing resilience strategy sessions this week. Uh, we're delivering free sessions to business owners via video calls on how they can get ready uh, for the period we're about to go through by following three simple principles and the feedback from that initial session was really great so i'm looking forward to doing more of them and that's about it that's really all that i've been up to this week that and working obviously i'm watching hunted on 4od still an incredible program um but let me go back to something i said a moment ago uh, as it it sets the scene for something which has been on my mind this week Just a moment ago I told you that I have downloaded the couch to 5k app and I'm trying to work my way up to doing a 5k run. Now on top of that I've also decided that I'm not going to donate the £5 as part of this run 5, donate 5, nominate 5 thing until I'm able to do a full non-stop 5k run. So that is start, run 5k, stop, not run run walk pause sit down rest look at my phone walk none of that literally a 5k run and so for every day which passes without me being able to do that the amount which i'm going to donate gets bumped up by one pound so it currently stands at something like uh, 19 or 20 pounds but what's the wider point here well you might remember a couple of weeks ago that i told you that i was going to do the 5k run that i was nominated for and i did give it a go but if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen that I completely fucked it. I started running, running. I got like 0.8 of a mile into the run and then I gave up. And I'm not sure if it was physical or mental, but somewhere along the way I hit a brick wall. I just couldn't imagine getting all the way around the 5k route which I had planned, and so I gave up. And at that point, I had a couple of easy options. I could have walked the rest of the route, screenshotted my run slash walk and donated the fiver. I could have just not done the run at all and just put up a screenshot of me donating a fiver. Or I could have even ignored the entire challenge and forgot it ever happened. Uh, But there's a reason why I didn't. And when I was thinking about this, I ended up tweeting something. So I'm gonna read you the tweet now and then explain how all of this ties together. So a few days ago, I tweeted this. I said, it's impressive to say all of the things you're going to do. It's more impressive to do all of the things you say you're going to do. Here's the thing. People love to talk about what they're going to do. And people love to be inauthentic, to be seen to be reaching those goals. And I hate shit like this. I hate to watch people talk a big game and then not put in the work. I hate watching uh, business owners, particularly young quote unquote business owners, claiming that they're on a mountain of success when in reality they're stood on a fabricated molehill. I hate the idea of people who really go online and buy like fake designer clothes and trainers and any other material thing which is supposedly a showcase of success. I just can't get my head around why people don't take more pride in the process, in the work, in the good and the bad, and in the ability to do something which is difficult and then look back on it and feel good about having reached an end point. And it's kind of like what I spoke about in last week's episode uh, in answering that question about Tinder, if you heard it, where so many people, particularly in my generation, seem to love to look for shortcuts. But when you're running 5k and you have an app tracking your GPS location, there's no such thing as a shortcut. You run 5k by running 5k. You can cut as many corners as you like, you can dip in and out of as many back alleys as you like, but ultimately you only pass the finish line when you've covered 5k of distance, no matter how you cover that distance. And so I wasn't going to let myself take any of those easy options out or any of those shortcuts. Not because I'm a big fan of running, quite the opposite. In fact, I fucking hated it the first time I did it, which is why I gave up. But because I think it's important, like what I touched upon in that tweet, to do what you say you're going to do to be reliable, and stick to your word, even if it's something trivial like this. Because I think that we all have a binary option in life. We can either choose to stick to our word, or not stick to it. And that covers everything, from turning up to a meeting on time, to remembering to call a family member on the day you promised, to standing by those who rely on you. Everything and so when i said i was going to run 5k i meant it because i value doing what i say i'm going to do but wait i mentioned the couch to 5k app what's going on there well here's the thing if you've listened to any of these episodes or if you know me you will know that i really like the book the slight edge it's probably the one book which has changed the way i approach life the most I even have a bloody framed picture of a chart of compounding interest sat on my desk looking at me and sat, sorry, set as my phone background because I fundamentally believe that any big goal in life is reached through a series of small and compounding actions. And those actions eventually turn very big goals into very small goals. And look, there is no chance I would be able to right now lob my trainers on, leave this microphone recording and go and run a 5K circuit without stopping. I simply wouldn't be able to do it. But I also wanted to stick to my word somehow. So I've reverted to what I know best, which is compounding wins. So I'm a few days into a 27 day program on the app, uh, which will eventually get me to 5K. I'm currently covering around three kilometers per night and that's currently in week one split between running for 60 seconds, walking for 90 seconds, running, walking and so on. And so right now at this very easy level of activity, it's still a struggle, but I can already feel slight improvements. Those last three or four runs, they're feeling slightly easier as the nights go on and I'm going to stick at it. And eventually on one of these episodes, In the near future, I'm going to be telling you that I've ran 5K. And so that's it. Uh, And also, just whilst we're on this, in the meantime, if you're doing any kind of running at the moment, either as a regular thing or just as something to keep you sane and active during lockdown, let me know because I'm thinking of a small handful of us from here starting a life and lessons running club on Strava. Uh, just you know we can set ourselves a monthly target of how far we collectively want to run track it through the app and do it that way I think that that could be a lot of fun so drop me a message if you want to be part of that and we'll get it set up if there is a handful of us who are up for it. Okay and then there's one other thing which caused an interesting thought this week now this is going to sound weird I say that a lot on this podcast don't I this is going to sound weird Uh, but what caused the thought i'm about to tell you about was an amazon order i ordered a new journal from amazon so let me explain why and where this is going around 18 months ago on the recommendation of chris williamson i believe it was on the modern wisdom podcast i brought myself a kind of gratitude journal called the six minute diary and the idea of the six minute diary is that you complete Uh, a few questions each day. You answer a few questions every morning and every night uh, and there's science to suggest that such a practice can make you happier, less stressed, more grateful and a whole bunch of other positive things. So I invested the money into buying this thing and I completed it for a few days. I sat down with the journal for a few days about a year and a half ago and I answered the questions and I tried to get into the habit of using this journal. And then I gave up. It didn't feel right. Something just didn't spark. It almost felt like it was a fad or a waste of time. And so in that moment, I decided that journaling wasn't for me. It couldn't be. I had tried it. It didn't work. Not for me. And so I went on for the past year and a half with that thought in my mind. Until a few weeks ago when I was on an Instagram live with a really interesting guy called Suraj. And he uh, he essentially pointed out that this podcast, what you're listening to right now, is a form of me journaling. I collect my thoughts every week, I kind of make notes on them, and then I talk them out loud and publish it. And he said that in the context of talking about his own journaling habit and the benefits that he has found from it. And so, late one night, a couple of nights ago, I went onto Amazon to find a new journal. And this time I didn't buy the six minute diary, mainly because I have one sat in my bedroom, like 98% incomplete, didn't want to buy a second one. So I settled on one called a good plan. And honestly, it's incredible. I am so into it. It's really, really good. It's made me think about and answer some really deep introspective questions already about my goals. And my values and who I am and who I want to be and I just find so much value in spending a few moments each morning completing it and whilst I wanted to tell you about that as a standalone point because it's a great journal and I absolutely recommend it I also wanted to tell you that story because it speaks to a more interesting point I think what I was guilty of 18 months ago is something which we have probably all been guilty of in the past And it's something which we should all aim to avoid in the future. And that is giving up on something immediately just because you don't get instant results or just because it doesn't feel right. If I had invested more time into that first journal in the first instance, or if I had explored other options at the time, or if I had done literally anything other than what I did, which was give up immediately right now as i stand here i would have been 18 months further ahead with journaling and i would have had 18 months of additional benefit in the meantime and so as i was thinking about that uh, there's no grand point here i just thought that maybe that's an interesting story maybe we give up on things too soon maybe we give up on ourselves too soon and so that's the thought Okay. And then ever so quickly, as I always do, I am going to answer a question. I had a couple of good questions this week, which I really want to squeeze in, but I feel like this episode is probably quite long already. So I'm thinking that I'm going to bundle a bunch of questions together in a few weeks time when there's a quiet week and do another episode of just answering your questions. But in the meantime, I'm going to answer one of the questions which I picked from tonight. uh, And it's from Jack, And Jack asked, what are the biggest challenges you have faced working from home during lockdown? And um, I have to be honest, it's actually been quite good for me. Um, I was having this conversation with somebody a couple of days ago, the person who came on to the the marketing strategy call I just told you about, actually. I was talking with her and we were talking about working from home uh, and the challenges and the upsides it presented. And to be honest with you, so far six or seven weeks in, I've really enjoyed working from home. Uh, The benefits are all of the things I've spoken about in episodes before, right? More control over my time, fewer distractions, being able to do what I need to do when I need to do it, and indeed what I want to do when I want to do it. Because without a physical location and in-person meetings and the natural distractions that absolutely any and every physical office has, I've just been able to get into deeper work more often and for longer. So that's been great. But to actually answer the question, there have, of course, been downsides. Uh, And I think, thinking out loud here, probably the biggest challenge that I have faced personally is that uh, whilst it's all well and good waking up early and smashing through, let's say, three or four hours worth of work in the mornings, uh, going to get some food, coming back upstairs in those kind of middle of the afternoon hours when we all naturally have a dip in productivity because you know our willpower which science tells us is a finite resource we all run out of willpower as the day goes on so we're running out of willpower we have uh blood sugars and insulin and all sorts going on in our body because of the food we've just eaten we're probably getting a bit tired and bored and we're also getting onto the tasks in the day that generally speaking we've been putting off it's a perfect storm to feel a lack of motivation and to kind of not get as much done as we should now you know if anybody listening to this works in an office uh, which i believe jack does you will know that When you've got people around you literally sat on desks next to you and across from you, particularly if you're on the same team as them and you're working towards the same goal, those people are great to keep you accountable and to keep you motivated and to keep you going. Something I found is that when it gets to 4pm and I have used up my willpower and I've got a lot done, but there's still a couple of things left on my list I really struggle to find that that last ten percent of motivation, that last ten percent of output, when there's nobody around. Because whilst I don't feel I rely particularly on external accountability, I think we all do to an extent. And having six or seven weeks of an absolute absence of it has been a challenge. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing on a personal level. Uh, as a business, as a whole. We are set up really quite well to work remotely. Uh, We run through, uh, you know, like instant messaging apps, video calling and so on. And we do that routinely during, you know, normal times. So we, we we're really quite set up for it. But it has to be said that internal communications for those quick questions that you could normally shout across the office, that has been slower and at times trickier. Uh, and also not being able to have in-person meetings with our clients. Again, whilst most of them are normally remote anyway, uh, I do like to have in-person meetings. You know, seeing people's facial expressions and their reaction to certain things. And their uh, j- just there's something about non-verbal communication which helps you understand situations and opinions and nuanced points so much more. And I'm sure that we can all agree that seven weeks of nothing but video and phone calls Uh, It just makes understanding contexts that little bit trickier. But I think overall, um, working from home has been quite good for me. I'm not sure if I'm in a minority there, but I'm really enjoying it. And I know that a lot of the people I've spoken to, uh, particularly our clients, they all seem to be enjoying it as well. I know a few of our points of contacts and clients have children who are at home at the moment, so that adds An additional level of complexity that fortunately i don't need to deal with but i think people are doing okay i think we as a a workforce have adapted very well and i mean that as a country like a a collective workforce it seems that business is really close to business as usual especially for uh, office-based knowledge workers who are now sat on their dining room tables working everyone seems to be managing but yeah i think i have a good system in place and if you want to hear more about that, I can actually go into that in more detail next week. If you want me to talk about some of the things I have learned about being productive and about myself and about uh, internal communications in a business um, whilst working from home, I will, I'll go into that in more detail next week because that could be fun. Fun's not the right word, is it? That's, that's never going to be fun, but it could be interesting. <laughs> um, okay, and that is it. That's all I have for this week. As always, Thank you very much for listening, I say this every week, but please do uh, share this episode with a friend or on social media if you feel it is worthy of it. And of course, as always, although I haven't said this for a while, please please do feel free to message me about anything I've spoken about in this or indeed any other episode. It's always great to start conversations with both regular and new people. And it's just interesting to see how the points I make uh, whilst locked away in my little bedroom in Corby connect and resonate with different people and to hear the, I guess, the flip side of some of the points I make. So yeah, please do get in touch. If you want to talk about anything, you probably know this already. But if you don't, the best place to reach me is on Instagram, where my username is SpoonerShawn. And that is it. I am going to, I'm probably going to go and watch Hunted. To be honest, I am obsessed. I think I said this last week. I'm obsessed with Hunted on Channel 4. I'm on series 4, episode 4 right now, I think. So I've got one and a half series left to go. But yeah, it's well good. You should watch it. But in the meantime, hope you have a good week. And I'll see you back here this time next week. For episode number 23 of Life and Lessons. See you then.